the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time now for New Hope Radio on AM 1100 KFAX. This program is the radio ministry of New Hope Christian Fellowship in Hayward, a place of healing and restoration. Now here's today's message of hope. The rock is here for you. And as you stand on the rock, he will lift you up out of the pit of despair. He'll place your feet, like the Bible says, on solid ground. Come on, he'll pick you up. He'll turn you completely around. I could testify to this. Man, God has turned my life around. And today we can walk in confidence and in boldness. And it's a journey, but it's a great journey. And it's a journey full of hope. It's a journey where you're not searching and searching and searching. That's tiring. I know that some of you in here today can testify to that. And it's tiring searching for the next form of happiness when you know that happiness is so fleeting. It's so fickle. This story says that this woman had been suffering, but she's about to find the rock at her bottom. And it says this in verse 27, that she had heard about Jesus. So she came up behind him through the crowd like a thief. She came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. Other, other translation says that she just, she touched the hem of his garment, the very bottom part, the dirty part, the part that had just been dragging in the dirt. So you got to see this because she had so much shame. She thought, she thought to herself, if I could just touch the dirty part, because I can identify it with that part. If I could just touch that part, because that's, that's all I'm barely worthy to even touch. If I could just touch the dirty part, I could be made whole. And then it says here in verse 29, immediately the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. End of story, right? No. Mm-mm. The story very easily could have ended right there. She was searching for her healing. She was searching, searching. She had some faith. She mustered it up. She didn't care anymore. She was desperate. I don't care. I got to press through this crowd. I got to get to him. This is the only hope I have left, and I just want to touch him. I touched him, and it says immediately she could feel in her body that she had been made whole. But the story goes on, and I feel like really the story is just beginning. The real healing is about to take place. The real transformation is about to take place. You got to get this, okay? Jesus didn't want to just heal her physically. He wanted to make her whole. He wanted to, to restore her completely, completely. There's some things that God wants to do in your life that you don't even know he wants to do it. You're so focused on just this one little pain that you have. And God is saying, yeah, I'll take care of that. 
but there's so much more that I'm going to do in your life. So the story doesn't end. It goes on. And let's read in verse 30. I got to get through this, but man, we're, we're getting to the good part now. All right, here we go. Verse 30 says this, and this from this part on, I just was reading over and over and over and over. I said, Lord, what is the significance of this? This part had me perplexed because really in this part, this is the only time in the Bible that Jesus does this. And it's the only time that we're about to see in a second that Jesus uses this language. It's right here, what we're about to read. The healing takes place. And then it says in verse 30, Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? Who touched me? Who touched me? Who touched me? See, he felt her faith. He felt her faith in that moment. And he knew there's more. There's more. See, see, if we can just get that, our faith, just like we sang in that song, that last song that we sang about the blind man that was desperate for him, and he called out to Jesus, and he cries out to Jesus, and he, he cries out, and the people told him, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet, because that's what the world will do to you. The world will tell you, be quiet. The world will tell you, you're crazy. The world will tell you that that's not real. Jesus ain't real. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, you found the real deal. Jesus is the real thing. And listen, Jesus felt her faith and it says he turned around. Just like as he was passing by that blind man, as, as he called out to him, Jesus, Jesus, it says Jesus stopped and looked at him. Your faith moves God. Your faith moves God. Uh, even as I'm saying this right now, I think about the story where Jesus was teaching in the house and the house was so crowded and so packed that these people with this lame man, they dug a hole in the roof and they layer, lowered him down into Jesus. And the Bible says this, seeing their faith, Jesus was moved and healed him. Your faith can even move the Lord on behalf of somebody else. Faith can move mountains, right? We hear that. But do you really believe that? You got to believe it. You got to believe that. Jesus felt her faith. And check this out. This is so crazy because the disciples, they're just seeing things through their physical eyes, right? And, and, and it says in verse 31, his disciples said to him, well, what are you talking about, Jesus? Who touched you? What are you talking about? He says, look at this crowd pressing all around you. How can you ask who touched you? Look at all these people just bumping into you. What do you mean, who touched you? There was people, there was a crowd bumping into Jesus all around, but there was something different about this touch. Here's the thing. It's not enough just to come to church and bump into Jesus from time to time. I've said this before. The enemy, Satan, who's also a very real thing, is perfectly happy with you just being one of the crowd that follows Jesus. And maybe you might even bump into him from time to time. As long as you never really get to him. As long as you never really reach out in faith to him. He's fine with you doing the church thing, checking a box. Go ahead, bump into him, because I know it's just going to be a bump. But who's going to grab hold of him? Who's going to say, Jesus, you're the real deal? 
It's not enough. It's not enough just to bump into him. So Jesus calls her out. He calls her out. He says, who touched me? He's calling her out. I believe that Jesus is calling some of you out today. Come on, this is speaking to you. You you feel something in your spirit. Man, I could identify with that. Maybe not the issue of blood, but man, I got some issues and, and, and Jesus is calling you out and, and because he loves you. The call out is not meant to harm you. The call out is not meant to destroy you. The call out is meant to restore you. The call out is to, meant to make you whole. So he calls this woman out. He calls this woman out. And now I can just imagine what's going through this woman's mind. Think about this. Think about how many times she had been taken advantage of from people. She thought she found her healing in this doctor and only to realize that, man, that doctor didn't have my best interests in mind. I'm taken advantage of. I've been taken advantage of. And here I am. I feel like I got my healing. I, I could feel it. But is this just another one of those fleeting feelings that I have? Or is this real? Is this really happening? And now this man is calling me out. I'm already just so full of shame. And now he's calling me out in front of all these people. And it says this. It says this in verse 33. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her. See, she felt like she did something wrong. She was trembling. She was frightened. And I love how this translation, it uses these words, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her. That's the language of a victim. What had happened to me? What has happened to me? Because that's all she knew. She had been taken advantage of so many times. And in this moment, as Jesus is calling her out and she's using this language, what had happened to me? And she thinks that, man, I'm just, I'm going to be the victim again. This man is calling me out. But then it says this. That she came and she fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. What she had done. This is shame now. She's laying her shame before him. This is what I've done. I... I, I thought I could be healed and I, I showed up in this place and I know I'm not supposed to be here and, and I laid my shame, I'm laying it before you, Jesus, and I, I touched some people I know and I touched some things and I, above all, I touched you, Rabbi. See, this would have been the biggest sin of all for her to touch a man of God, a rabbi, in her condition. Oh, the Lord gave me this in the shower this morning about this story. So many of us feel like this is a lie from the enemy that we have to have everything together before we can serve Jesus. So many of us realize that we need to get clean before we can be a part of the church. That I got so many issues, I got so many things that that I'm dealing with that I'm in no place to, to step into a position of being used by the Lord. And it's the furthest thing of the truth. Jesus, he wrecks the whole way of thinking, the law and all this stuff. He, he, he changes everything. And Jesus is saying, no, I want you to just come to me as you are. Bring it all to me. Lay it all before me. Your healing, your change is, is in my presence. You, you, you're never going to just work it all out on your own. Come on, how many can testify to that? Doing things on your own gets you nowhere fast. 
you're going to be spinning your wheels and just growing old really fast, trying to live your life on your own. Jesus is saying, come to me as you are, just like with this woman. But in this moment, she doesn't understand yet because the true restoration hasn't yet taken place. It's about to take place. So bear with me. I got a couple more minutes. So she lays her shame before Jesus. This is what I've done. See, shame is guilt manifested. Guilt is, I hate what I did. Shame, I hate who I am. What have I done? Look who I am. And she lays that before Jesus. And this is the whole story right here. Okay? If, if you're going to pay attention to anything, catch this. I read this, this, these next few verses over and over and over and over. And this is what he says. As, as this woman, she laid everything down before him. She told him what she had done. This is Jesus' response to her. He said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. And I, I realize that in, in, this, in this phrase, in this statement, is where the restoration happened in her life. Is when, is when Jesus really makes her whole. And, and, and as I read it, I read it, I was like, man, there's so much power here, Jesus. I could, I could sense the healing. I could sense the restoration in what you say to her. And as I read it over and over and over, I realized this, that it wasn't necessarily what he said to her. It's what he called her. It's what he called her. Daughter. Daughter. It's the only time Jesus ever uses this word towards somebody right here. See, the crowd thought they were following Jesus to go see a little daughter get healed. But little did they know the only daughter that that crowd was going to see get healed was this daughter. He says daughter. And in that word is where the restoration happens. You got to catch this. Daughter, because here's the thing. I'm sure that this woman had a name. We don't know her name, but I'm sure she had a name. For the sake of this message, let's just say her name was Sarah. Okay? Just for the sake of the message. Let's say her name was Sarah. See, Jesus could have said Sarah. A name that she hadn't heard for 12 years because she had just become the issue. She had become the label. She had become the woman that's unclean. The woman that, that is just has this issue. And, and Jesus could have said, Sarah, your faith has made you well. And in that, there would have been some restoration. Because the world, and I've said this before too, but it's so relevant right here because I believe that the Lord wants to restore you today. He could have said, Sarah, your faith has made you well. Because in that, he would have been speaking to her before the issue happened. And that's what the world defines restoration as. Is to bring you back to the place you were 
at one point in time. Back to the place you are, back to the place you were before the issue happened. And so he could have said, Sarah. And in that, she would have felt like, oh, I no longer have this issue. I'm Sarah again. (laughs) But that's not what he calls her. He calls her daughter. God's restoration is revelation. God's restoration reveals to you your true identity. (laughs) God wants to restore somebody's marriage today. But you got to understand that he doesn't want to just bring it back to the honeymoon stage when you had that puppy love. See, God has seen something in your union that you've never even seen before. And he wants to restore it to the place that he sees it as. God wants to restore someone's identity today. Not just to the place before the hurt happened, not just to before the wound happened. He wants to heal that wound. Some of us have been walking wounded, been walking just bleeding out. And we think that our wounds, they only affect us. And just like this woman, she was bleeding in a place that nobody could see. And maybe for you, maybe only the closest people to you really know that you're wounded and you're bleeding. But I want you to know your wounds are not just affecting you. They affect the people around you. But God wants to restore your identity, which means that he wants to reveal to you who you truly are. Just like this statement that he says to this woman, daughter. Daughter, and in that word, daughter, it's the most powerful word this woman has ever heard in her life. As Jesus says that one word, daughter, it just strikes her to her very core, her very being. Her whole reality and the normality that she learned to live in is now just wrecked because she realizes that Not only am I not the woman with the issue, not only am I just Sarah again, but I'm daughter. And Jesus is saying, yes, you're my daughter. You're my son. You have an inheritance. I would do anything for you. And for this woman, he's saying, I'm about to die for you. I would go to the ends of the earth for you. I would leave the 99 just for you because you're my daughter. You're my son. As I'm closing with this, after he says this word, this powerful, powerful word, he says, your faith has made you well. You didn't do anything wrong. He's healing your shame. You think you did everything wrong. You think that you're all, he said, no, your faith has made you well. Now check this out, what he says. He says, now go in peace. Go in peace. Now you can begin to move forward. How many of you want to move forward? Come on, for real. How many of you want to want to move forward in the things that God has for you? So now he's saying, daughter, now you know who you really are. 
Now you know your true identity. Listen, your faith, because you reached out, because you touched me, because you pressed through the crowd, the ones that are just there to see something. You pressed through all of that. You got to me. Now you can go in peace and check this out. Your suffering is over. Remember, she had suffered from more than just a physical condition. Part of her suffering was her searching. She was searching and searching and suffering and suffering. And Jesus says, daughter, now you can begin to really walk. Now you can begin to have real peace because your suffering, your searching is over. And I believe today there's somebody here, there's somebody listening in that that speaks to you, that you've been searching and maybe you've even, you've tried out different religions and you've tried out just many things to try to bring some peace to your life. And I want you to know today your searching is over. You don't have to search anymore. Jesus is the real thing. Jesus says this, that I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. And I've came to give you life. Give it to you more abundantly. You're searching. Your suffering is over. You found the truth. He wants to heal you. He wants to heal you. And you know what? Like we said earlier, Jesus won't just force something on you. That's not what he does. You read the Bible. You read these stories. These, these people or, or somebody had to reach out to him or cry out to him in their desperation. In your de- if you're desperate for him today, you got to act on that desperation today. Are, are you going to press through the crowd? Are, are you going to do whatever it takes to get to him? Are you going to yell out to him and say, Jesus, I'm desperate for you. Jesus, I need you now more than anything. I need you, Jesus. And here's the challenge. It's for the one that, that, that you're just in a great place in your life. And maybe you haven't felt that desperation because you got money in the bank. All the bills are paid. But you know there's more. You know that, man, there's, there's this lack of joy in my life. There's this lack of real peace in my life. Jesus is saying, I want you to be desperate for me. We can't just be desperate for him when we're at rock bottom. If you're at rock bottom... I'm telling you, he's the rock that you can stand on today. And he's calling you out. And he not only wants to heal you of the wound that you've been focused on, but he wants to restore you. He wants to give you revelation of your true identity. He wants to reveal to you who you really are, what he really sees you as. He wants to bring you to this place that you're whole, that you've been made whole. He wants you to know that you're his daughter that you're his son, that you don't have to search anymore, that you could cast your cares on him. His yoke is easy, his burden is light. 
Some of you have been carrying burdens. You've had a yoke of slavery around your neck for too long. And the Bible says in Galatians 5.1, it says it is for freedom that Christ has set you free. So stand firm. Don't let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. That speaks to somebody today because you've been struggling and you've been going back and forth. You know you've been set free, but for whatever reason, just like a dog returns to its own vomit. Just got to say it. You've turned back time and time again, and you've gotten to the place where you don't even cry out to God anymore because you know tomorrow you're probably just going to turn back to it again. And that's not the heart of God. That's the lie of the enemy. That thought process right there is what will start you on your way away from God. The moment that you stop coming to him is the moment that you are falling away from him. If you got to come to him every single day, every single hour of the day and lay it down before him, you do that. He just wants you to be in his presence because in his presence is where you're changed. In his presence is when you're, where you're healed and where you're made whole is where the revelation of your true identity is revealed to you. And your true identity, it's not all about you. Let me just give you a little snippet of what God will reveal to you. It's not all about you. It's all about him. And when you begin to live that way, oh man. There's a weight that comes off when you know you don't have to do it in your own strength. You don't even have to be perfect, but you strive. You strive to live that life. This has been New Hope Radio, a ministry of New Hope Christian Fellowship. You're invited to worship with them at 22110 Montgomery Street in Hayward. Services are held Sundays at 10 a.m. For other service times and more information, see New Hope Christian Fellowship online at nhcfonline.org. That's nhcfonline.org. Join us next week at this time for New Hope Radio here on AM 1100 KFAX. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.